Welcome back to Bat Rankings, where you can come for Batman. But stay for Anthony. I'm your head scientist, Ben Creighton, and with me as always... Hi everybody, it's Kenny Wendorski. Oh, Kenny, it's another week, it's another episode <laughs> of Batman. I started, uh, I started a new D&D campaign this week, that's my big thing. Nice. Yeah, I'm I'm DMing for the first time in like an ongoing campaign, so it's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I never played uh, Dungeons and Dragons. I always had some coworkers at Outback Steakhouse that tried to get me to do it, but I I never took them up on their offer. So I'll live vicariously through you. <laughs> <laughs> I think you would enjoy it, but I think I I've, would too. I've thought that about other things in the past. <laughs> <laughs> well, at Magic the Gathering, just uh, it, it seemed like there was uh, my brain just couldn't comprehend. It was like a calculus to me. <laughs> too many variables, too many exponents. But yeah, Dungeons I, and Dragons, that's a board game. That kind of seems like more geometry. I might be able to figure that one out. <laughs> and there's yeah, creative writing in it. You know, I like creative writing. Yeah, yeah, I the way I sell people on Dungeons and Dragons is it's think of it less as a game and more of a as an improv exercise occasionally with dice rolls to let you know what happens next. Yeah, I probably would be into the Dungeons and Dragons. I would have joined uh, I I think we were just having uh Edda at the time. This has been 2016 when I was working at Outback. So, yeah, I think uh if given the opportunity, I think I'd be down. Yeah, well, if it, if it were an in-person campaign, I would have invited you straight away. This right. this campaign is is all done online, and it's done through an online tool called Roll Twenty. And I I say I think you would like Dungeons and Dragons. I think you would hate trying to learn how to use Roll Twenty. <laughs> I you don't have to test this hypothesis. I guarantee you, the result would be I wouldn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, Games to me should be uh, in person, like a game like that anyway. Yeah, well, and it, it is. It is better in person, no doubt about it. But <laughs> I just yeah. plain, uh, living living in Phoenix, the, the friends that I have here in person are not the friends who would who would enjoy Dungeons & Dragons. So when, yeah. <laughs> we, we keep saying when life gets back to normal. But when life gets back to normal and I'm <laughs> able to come down to Tucson on more of a regular basis, I would I would love to play with you, but it's just not in the cards right now. We're, we're, we're getting there, I think. No, we're not. We're, not at all. <laughs> we're almost in August. At the time of this recording, we're at the trail end here of July. So yeah. <laughs> hopefully by the time this gets out, fingers crossed, knock on wood, maybe yeah, things well. will be a little easier for us. Yeah, well, you know what's... Uh... You know what we can do right now is we can we can get together virtually online over over our Zoom call here and watch some goddamn Batman and we watched yes. Showdown this week. Yes, we did. Kalu Kalay. Can we just spoil the ending? Uh, you because you said last last week that you remembered this being a really good episode and I didn't remember it hardly at all. This is a great goddamn episode. So my little story. Uh, Real quick, I never got to finish this goddamn episode or see the beginning of it. Every time this episode would start, something would happen. Uh, one time, a guy was coming over to fix our refrigerator or something like that, and I wouldn't let him in because he was a stranger. And I don't know, I must have been a supple young lad, maybe 12, 13 years old. And this guy was like, hey, I'm here to fix your refrigerator. I didn't let him in. I was like, nah, I don't know what this is about. This is weird. So meanwhile, this episode was going on in the background, and uh, he eventually did leave. And my mom was like, oh, no, I did call a repairman. You should have let him in. I was, like, hey, I was told no strangers in the house ever. That's like the golden rule every kid is taught. Yeah. And then uh, another time I came home from school late, and I would catch the trail end of this episode. I never would catch the whole goddamn episode the whole way through. <laughs> Thank you, DVDs. Thank you. So... Much, much later, I got to see this episode from beginning to end. And yes, I am very glad that we are talking about it now. Yes, and indeed. don't let strangers into your house, kids. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> strangers, look, strangers might be perfectly nice people, but they might also be trying to stop you from watching Batman. And I remember my mom was that's annoyed. That's the real stranger danger. <laughs> and my dad even was like, well, I mean, we did teach him not to let strangers in the house, so uh, 
why are we mad at him? He did the right thing. I was like, see, Dad, Dad's got it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, and also, if, if you are expecting a repairman, like, were you the only one home at the time? Was yeah, that... I'm an only child, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, why would you not tell your kid, like, hey, by the way, somebody's coming over to <laughs> to fix the refrigerator. It is okay to let this person in. I we're still ex- remember. I had a cheesy wing. Uh, for those who don't know, it's just a uh, tortilla with cheese on it that's nuked in a microwave. I call it a cheesy wing. It's just a quesadilla. But yeah. <laughs> I had that and my Dr. Pepper. I was ready to watch me some Batman. And this this fuckhead comes over. And, I'm here to fix your, your refrigerator. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but now, now it's fun to uh, look back and be like, wow. Here's Showdown, and I'm really glad we're talking about it now. Heck yeah. So we open up on Gotham Retirement Vistas, this mm-hmm. peaceful retirement home, which is being attacked by fucking ninjas who look like they, they jumped straight out of the Foot Clan. I, I was thinking the same thing. Actually, their eyes kind of remind me of Spider-Man eyes, but yeah, they look like foot soldiers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're, they're strapped with machine guns, they swoop into action, and they attach this pump gizmo to the ventilation system and pump the retirement home full of sleeping gas all of the doctors and nurses and retirees are are all all going sleepy by and oh snap they are led by rachel ghoul i had yes i had totally forgotten about every appearance of rachel ghoul after <laughs> after the the big one with the lazarus pits the two-parter uh right. demon's head and and you were the one who remembered, yeah, this is a Rachel Ghoul episode. Yeah. Uh he comes on in, uh basically we don't know why he's there. Nope. Uh but he walks in, he goes towards a chair, and he looks at the chair. Meanwhile, we've got Batman and Robin coming in to save the day. Uh yep. Foot Clan soldiers are fighting him off. And uh as this is all happening, Rachel Ghoul disappears, but they he did leave a audio cassette tape. Yes. Ben, do you so want to tell you, what the kids' uh, an audio cassette tape is? Yes, so for you children in the audience, an <laughs> audio cassette is a primitive CD. Okay, a CD is a primitive MP3. Pr- okay, an MP3 player was a device back before you could have YouTube music. It's a thing what plays audio. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Batman and Robin, they get in their Batmobile. Uh Rachel Gould did escape in a gyrocopter, but you know that's not a long-range uh, way of escaping. He's going to go to an airport. They quickly find out which flight they're going to take, which is conveniently called Lazarus. And Batman even says, this is too easy. He wants us to find him. So Robin puts in the audio cassette tape, and they listen to it in their Batmobile, which fades us to the olden days. This is the wild, wild west. Yep. Rach says, hey... I, I know you're coming after me, but maybe when you hear my story, you'll change your mind. And he narrates the beginning. The year is 1883. And we were shown that the frontier town of Devil's Hole. Yep. What a name for a frontier town. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're intrepid settlers. We're going to go tame the Wild West. We're going to go probably murder some indigenous peoples who just want to live peacefully on their land. Let's go move to Devil's Hole. Yeah, Kids, so pack your bags. We're moving to Devil's Hole. And there actually is a kid. <laughs> it's, it's a great place to raise a family. Uh, there's people working on the railroad. This is important because this is the time where we're kind of crossing to the West and we're trying to unite the United States. Uh, and of course the railroad was the means to do it. Yep. And this was, uh, uh, I, I looked it up. I did some research. I was good podcast, Ben. Good podcast. I miss bad podcast, Ben. I miss that guy. He's been around for a while. (laughs) No. Well, there's still more to come. So it's true. I miss that accent. Somebody, uh, somebody on the writing team did did some research because yeah, this would have been just a couple of years before the the golden spike in in Utah and the first transcontinental railroad being completed. So yeah, this was this was right around the time. Yeah, but, uh, and we get a figure that's walking towards the town, and everyone's scared of him. Every time everybody looks up at him, they all run away or they got a gasp on their face. Uh, there's a little boy who's with his mom and they look at him and run away. So this figure walks into a saloon, 
sits down. He's got uh, his his hat kind of covering his face. And a young lady who's a barmaid comes up to him and asks, what will it be, stranger? And he says, I'll take a water and a clean glass. And that's when you see his face is horribly scarred on one side. Yep, but it's not Two-Face. This is Jonah Hex. Yes, he is part of the DC Universe. I don't really know too much about him. He fights like supernatural creatures, as I recall. Yeah, not so much in this episode, but historically, I think that's kind of his deal. Spooky cowboy, bounty hunter guy. Ghosts and goblins and yeah. Yeah, they they made a live action movie out of him some years back, which I missed out on. I hear it was kind of one of those so bad it's good, like more fun than it kind of had a right to be. I did see it. Uh, It is one of those movies that's totally forgettable, but not as bad as everyone made it out to be. Like on Rotten Tomatoes, it's got like a ridiculously low score. I got to tell you, I've seen worse. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, yeah, it's that was... okay. It's not great, but yeah, it's yeah. not the worst garbage ever. Yeah, that was kind of that like post Batman begins but pre Marvel Cinematic Universe era of comic book movies where you you kind of never knew what you were going to get when you walked into a comic book movie. Yeah. It was like 2010, I think. So Yeah. But like, anyway, now... it's it's uh it's not garbage, but it's not ownable either it's it is what it is <laughs> yeah but jonah hex is there he's he's doing some bounty hunting he's asking around after arcady i i kept wanting to to pronounce it duval like shelly duval but i think it's duvale uh it's yeah. it's spelled like shelly duval's last name so i'm just gonna call him duval even though i know okay. that pronunciation is wrong <laughs> i like arcady too uh, yeah I, I even thought to myself so that's a pretty good name i like that name arcady yeah. <laughs> uh and the barmaid is is willing to spill the deets on him because he she says he hurt one of my girls real bad this is yeah. another instance of batman writing its way obliquely around this is a whorehouse okay this is an old west whorehouse <laughs> and she is a whorehouse madam we're not yes. gonna say it but we're we're gonna wink real hard at it <laughs> yeah ask your parents later kids it's one of those kind of moments Yep. Oh, by the way, the barmaid is voiced by the Samantha of the old Bewitched TV show. Oh, neat. And apparently she died just four months before this aired. So she was relatively young. I think only 61. So it's kind of yeah. sad, but, uh, you know, fun little little guest voice appearance. Yeah. So also another arcady duvall who we won't hear quite yet but uh he is voiced by malcolm mcdowell one of those great classic british actors uh he uh i think was in star trek generations he played the villain yeah dr soren yeah really really classed up which was what was otherwise not a great star trek movie (laughs) i i think he yeah he wanted to get into some time ribbon the Nexus, yep. that's what it was called. <laughs> yeah. It's coming and, back to me now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and for uh, for DC animated fans, if you if you stick with us long enough, he will also go on to voice Metallo in the Superman. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, Forgot about so that. His his first appearance in the DC animated universe, but not his last. Yeah. So yeah, good uh, good episode for for guest voices. And uh we we uh, Jonah Hex uh, is told where to find um, Arcady. Apparently, there's some flying monster that the village, uh, the villagers, <laughs> that the, yeah. the, the the townsfolk. Yeah, and so they, uh, they, she shows him where to go. She he follows her, and it's kind of out in the middle of nowhere by a cave, and he's in there. So that's where he goes. Yep. Yeah, he comes into town, but he doesn't have a doesn't have a room at the whorehouse at the inn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he just comes into town sometimes. Not sure where he's hanging out. And yeah, he's he's been holed up in this. It's hard to tell if it's a cave or a canyon. I don't know. It's kind of nestled into the into the wilderness there. But Hex sneaks his way in, and I'm not. Ooh. Oh no. I'm Kenny. I'm being taken over. Ah, it's me. It's Bad Podcast Ben. Ah, Bad Podcast Ben. I stopped. 
I stopped good. I stopped that fucker bat good podcast bin from googling it. I'm not sure whether this episode came before or after Wild Wild West, the, the very bad Will Smith movie. But boy, that's the thing that this reminded me of. Yep, me too. I was thinking the same thing. Uh, this is actually before Wild Wild West. That came out okay. in '99, and I think this came out in '95. So, oh, thank you, good podcast, Kenny. You saved me. <laughs> But yes, this is a very, very similar storyline. Uh, Jonah Hex shows up and Rachel Ghoul is there back in his old Western outfit. And he is building a ginormous flying blimp steampunk uh, battle yeah. tank <laughs> that can yeah. fly. Yep, airship. So I, I did. It's, it's me. It's good. It's good podcast. Ben oh, again. thank God, good <laughs> podcast, Ben. Yeah, I, I looked this up some too. This is not quite as out of the realm of possibility for the time period as you would think. They were, they were already starting to, to experiment in, in the late eighteen hundreds with, with early flying machines, hot air <laughs> balloons, blimps. They weren't quite this militarized yet. That that wouldn't come until World War One. But that was only that's only like thirty years in the future compared yeah. to this time period. So it's it's a little futuristic by the standards of the old West, but not like crazy sci-fi nonsense pants. So right. So I'm I'm going with it. That's neat. It's a neat idea. Yeah. Uh, and whipping them into shape, quite literally, is our villain, Arcady. He's whipping. A guy who's trying to help build it, and he accidentally dropped a piece, a component that's uh, going to go in the airship. And that's where Rachel Ghoul's like, stop that. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know how hard it is to find good help in these godforsaken parts? You can't whip my men, you asshole. Yeah. So we've got the conflict between Raish as, you know, he is the villain, but he's the reasonable, kind, caring villain versus Arcady, who's just like, nah, I'm, I'm evil, though. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, Rachel Gould does a very theatrical, basically, I'm going to s- stop the United States from coming west by building this machine that it will either, you know, they'll stop building or they'll just be destroyed by my flying airship. And I will restore the Great West to its uh, actual normal, you know. Yeah, pristine, natural habitat for wildlife and whatnot. And not only is he planning on just working his way east, bombing railroads from the air as he goes, he straight up says, and once I get to Washington, I'm going to lay waste to the city and force them to proclaim me master of the United States. Yeah. And, you sort of uh, wonder, how how public knowledge is Rachel Ghoul supposed to be in this universe? Like, he's... Because when, when we first, like, really saw him in the Demon's Head two-parter... It seemed like he was sort of a terrorist leader and the League of Shadows was kind of a known thing. But the fact that Rachel Ghoul is actually immortal, I'm not sure if that's supposed to be public knowledge. But if he was going around bombing, I mean, skip ahead a little spoiler for, for later in the episode, like bombing wild west towns with this airship you'd think there'd be a historical record of yeah there was this terrorist guy in the late 1880s he was he was bombing towns it was a bad scene well yeah i i think they kind of just they know of this madman but they don't know the actual name of this madman that that's kind of the thing i'm going with yeah that's that's kind of my headcanon too like they might know that this terrorist organization is is led by by someone named Rachel Ghoul that does literally translate to the demon's head. I'm right. assuming that that the officials, the people who are keeping records, must believe that that's a title, not just one person leading this organization for hundreds of years uninterrupted. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, regardless, they the, the mooks... And this is a really organized setup, too. There are a bunch of guys in, like... You know, they're working with with like hot lead and molten this and that. So there are a bunch of guys in like protective suits. There are also guys in this like military style uniform. And I was Googling this too, to try to figure out, is this some sort of real, real world military uniform? And what I came up with is, so what Jonah Hex is wearing, he's wearing this like gray trench coat and, and pants with suspenders. It is very clearly a, a Confederate military uniform mm-hmm. 
a couple, like, 20 years after the Civil War, which is kind of an interesting, like, he's our de facto hero of this episode, but also he's running around in a Confederate uniform, which seems like kind of a bad look. <laughs> but, again, I know nothing about other than what you can see in this episode, and I think he shows up... Uh, uh, much later on in Justice League, I'm pretty sure, uh, not in a flashback, but in a time travel episode, I think he does show up again. Yeah. So I really don't know. Maybe there's a good reason for our de facto hero to be showing up in, in the uniform of a soldier defending slavery, but <laughs> it, it uh, lends, yeah. <laughs> lends him a sinister appearance. Uh, later on, we'll see some some soldiers in Union Blue uh, defending the town, the soldiers that are working for Raish are in this tan uniform, which is not a color that was associated with either the Union or uh, the Confederacy. So I'm not sure who the hell they're supposed to be. But Raish al Ghul, he gave a speech. Everyone cheered. They're like, huzzah! We believe in the goal. Good, good, good on you there, Mr. Ghoul. Yeah. <laughs> So Good I think this cool. is probably, yeah, probably a good time to start talking about Anthony rankings for these mooks here. And there are a bunch of these mooks here. Mm -hmm. And they really do seem to believe in the cause. I'm like, as a group, because there are so many of them and they do have, I really like that a lot of them have unique designs. They're not just like, because there are dozens of them and almost any of them that you could point out. I mean, the, the ones in the overall head-to-toe protective gear all look alike, of course, but... But the others, they're all different character designs, which is mm -hmm. cool. I'm, I'm inclined to give them... They don't really have distinct personalities, though. So I'm going to say, like, 400 apiece. They're fine. They're, they're mook value. But they believe in the cause, which is worth an extra 50 apiece, I think. They have the heart. So, they yes, do. I will concur with you, sir. But I think we also need to rank Arcady Duval. Okay. And on the one hand, he's got a lot of personality... On the other hand, the the mook value, like he's insubordinate. He yes. is just he's, he's just a bad not mook. Yeah, he's a bad mook. He's he's not he's, Ubu. He's cr yeah. He he is definitely no Ubu. You know what? No uh we'll see Ubu later when we flash back to the present, but no Ubu in this uh in this uh Probably wasn't born yet. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I suppose he wouldn't have been born yet. So yeah. You, you know, it's it's good to know. It's good to realize that uh, that that Raish has stepped up his his mook game. Yeah. In, in the centuries. He's, <laughs> uh, you know, onwards and upwards. But yeah, Arcady, I'm going to say like 200. He's a good fighter, but no heart. He's yeah. just a jerk. Yeah, I agree. A hundred percent. I agree. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, there's your there's your dose of science. Yeah. Uh, what, what these mooks do do. I said doo-doo. What they do accomplish <laughs> <laughs> is is capturing Jonah Hex. They they bring him in and and Duvall, Arcady, is is all for yeah, throw him in the hot in the hot molten lead. Let's let's kill him. And yeah. Raish once again has to interrupt him, like, no, you idiot. Imprison him. We will interrogate him. If he is a spy for the railroads, we need to know what the deal is. <laughs> yes, because Arcady thinks he's a spy, but Jonah Hex yeah. says straight up, no, I'm here for you because of what you did to that girl back east. So I don't care about your costs. I don't, I'm not here for that. I'm here for the $200 reward that's on your head. Yep. So I thought that was kind of interesting. It, it basically implies that Jonah Hex is not super the good guy. He's just wants that money. Yeah. Yeah. Not interested in politics, not interested in, in union or confederacy, not interested in, in settlers or, or the environment. He's, he's just after that money. Yeah. And, yep. uh, but they lock him up in jail. They listen to Rachel Ghoul and Rachel Ghoul tells, uh, you know, Arcadia is like, you stop it. Stop that. I'm in charge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So uh, Jonah Jonah hides under some straw bedding uh, and he manages to escape with the old, you know, the guard thinks that he's already escaped, opens up the the prison cell to, to check and see what's happened. And then he leaps out, knocks out the guard. And, and this kind of gets us into our third act, cat and mouse, the airships launching... Uh, 
is adventurous, super adventurous. He's oh, it's so cool. Jumping on ropes, people are shooting at him, but missing. He's you know climbing up. There's people he throws out of the ship. Uh, you know, it's super yeah. swashbuckler adventure. It's cool. <laughs> it's yep, yeah, cool. swashbuckling is exactly the word that I used in my notes. It's, it's really <laughs> cool. Yeah, he's he's setting off explosions in one place to... Take shots, to take lots of shots. Oh, take so many shots, because as all this is going on, we're getting it intercut with, with this militarized armored airship. The cannons are deploying. It's starting to to shoot explosives at the town of Devil's Hole as they're doing this, like, grand railroad opening. It's so like Wild Wild West. It <laughs> so, so is. It's so like Wild Wild West. Yeah, it's there's crazy. these... Yeah, there's these American Union soldiers that are trying to shoot at the airship, but it's armor-plated. They're, they've just got, you know, rifles with bayonets. It's just pinging off the armor. It's not doing anything. What finally does take it down is Arcady finally corners Jonah and... Jonah is so slick. He takes one of the cannons, spins it around, points it straight up into the into the hydrogen compartment, uh, lights the fuse, and it detonates one of the hydrogen cells that's keeping it aloft. And of course, this was the downfall of military zeppelins in real life. This was about 30 years later in World War One. The the Germans were using them to to carry out bombing campaigns on the British. And finally the British, after taking a pounding, I, I did my research. I'm, I'm good podcast Ben. Hi, figured good out, podcast Ben. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's uh, the British developed incendiary ammunition to, to load up on their, on their fighter jets, fighter planes, like early air to air fighter craft. And that was the counter to militarized Zeppelins. Mm-hmm. But if, uh, but without that, I mean, that hadn't been developed yet. Raish's plan might have worked. He probably would have, uh, could have made a go of it. Just, just heading towards Washington, laying down a path of destruction the whole way. But yeah. fortunately, Jonah Hex is the here to save the day. The the airship crashes. Raish <laughs> jumps into this like personal aircraft. Looks like one of these Wright brothers contraptions. It's pedal powered. I was I'm, thinking of the escape uh, little plane that the Scarecrow had in our first appearance. Remember I told you I hated that design? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it kind of works in the, the world of the Wild West. It doesn't work in Scarecrow time, the present day. But here I was like, all right, that works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> As the airship is crashing and, and the mooks say, what about Arcady? And Raish says, yeah, fuck that guy. He's he screwed up one too many times. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> and... and- Jonah Hex uh, captures Arcady after there's a big, you know, dis- destruction of that ship, and uh, he's yep. going to take him a, in. Yeah, they have a nice swashbuckling sword fight. Arcady is a is a, a Heidelberg school fencer, <laughs> yeah, classically trained, and and Jonah's just chuckling at that and doing all kinds of sweet knife moves, flipping his knife around, and <laughs> they have a little sword fight. But Hex takes him in. Arcady tries to bribe him like five five thousand dollars in cash right now to let me go, and the bounty is only two hundred. But and up until now, Hex has been you know bounty hunter just after the money. But he says no, this isn't about the money. the The money's just a bonus. This is about justice. Yeah. So uh, that's the end of the recording on the audio cassette. The Batmobile pulls up to the airport. And that's where we see Rachel Ghoul and Ubu. Yep. Uh, they're about to board a plane, and Rach says, Did you listen to my tape? And um, Batman's like, Yes. And you see in a wheelchair this old man who is Arcady. He's still alive. Yep. And Robin says, That's impossible. He would have to be, I mean, he was already a, a full grown man in 1883. This. This guy's old. He's not 150 years old. What but, what gives? You know, Ray al Ghul's got them Lazarus pets. He knows how to make people old. And yep. uh, so uh, Robin's like, what? I thought. And Ray says, you know, I did have, I had more than one kid. Yeah, I'm this 600 years old. 
I'm 600 years old. You think I only had sex once? Rachel yeah. Ghoul fucks is yeah. what we've learned today. Rachel Ghoul can get it. He can get it. Yep. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, this this kid, pretty shitty kid. So he kind of yeah, disowned him. But he did find out later on that he was still alive in this retirement center and yeah. decided to take his boy home. Yep. Apparently... After he was taken in, Arcady was sentenced to 50 years of hard labor, and by the time he got out, he was he was a little nutso. And Raish lost track of him for a number of years, finally tracked him back down. He says, yeah, he's too far gone. The Lazarus pits can't, can't help him now. Just, Batman, come on, let me take my boy home. And Batman, without a word, just wraps his cape around himself and walks off, decides, it ain't worth it, let... Let Raish have his old crazy son. Yeah. Thus ends showdown. Yep. Kenny, this might be a foregone conclusion. <laughs> does this episode hold up? It sure does. It's this a good episode one. is so good. It's a good one. <laughs> I had an ear to ear grin this whole time. The animation's fantastic. It's a little like it has a little bit of that like rubbery cartoony quality. This is another Don Yang episode. But I think it works for what yeah. this episode is. Like, the cinematography, the camera angles are really dynamic. And uh, even little things. Packs, uh, yeah. Never boring. It's, uh, yeah. The, the, and plus, how often do we get out of Gotham City? Not too yeah. often. So this was yeah. fun. It's a fun treat. And we're in the Wild West. Yeah, and even, like, the first, you know, Batman and Robin fighting the Foot Clan mooks, that could have easily been, they could have phoned that one in, knowing that they had so many more, like, interesting, fun action set pieces to come later. Wouldn't have blamed them a bit if that one had been, like, a little stiff or or perfunctory, just so they could save their budget for later. That, that fight scene would have been the highlight of some of the earlier, rougher episodes. Yeah, it was really well done. Yeah, this was this was a good one. I was excited. I even texted you. Uh, I was like, "We're on showdown, right?" And you're like, "Yeah." I was like, "Yeah, yeah. sweet. All right." <laughs> yeah, the story was cool. Jonah Hex was a cool character. The Rachel Ghoul stuff was was neat and worked. And I I liked the plot of this semi like light steampunk airship mm -hmm. attacking Washington. Like, I, I never knew what steampunk was. In fact, when people talk about steampunk, I would think to myself, oh, yeah, it's like that Jonah Hex episode from Batman the Animated Series. <laughs> yep. So this was kind of my introduction to that genre. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, just getting out of Gotham, it's, it's bright and it's colorful and it, it works. Like, mm -hmm. we've seen Batman up to this point has mostly been noir Anytime Ra's al Ghul shows up, it it's sort of veers into... Now it's sort of like this globetrotting Indiana Jones type thing. Right. And this is this episode is all of those things, plus it's a Western, plus it's got some light steampunk, and all of it works. None of it feels discordant. It's all, like, of a piece. Yeah. Like, I think this is the episode that that opens up what had been this kind of closed insular world of Batman to what's going to become the larger world of the DC animated universe. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Well, well Kenny, shall we? How yeah. amazing using science. I'm a disciple of science. I know the universe is in full compliance with natural it's true. We got the science machine. Let's boot her up. Sweet. Yeah. Now, uh, we've got, uh, we've got our molten lead. That's always very important. Make sure to wear your safety uniform. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, you might burn yourself. It's hot lead, brother. Yeah. But, you know, gotta, gotta, gotta make sure that you don't overheat. So, uh, let's get those lab coats on. But let's take them pants off. Woo! All right. And we've got our master list of Jesus Christ. Can you believe that it is 71 episodes? I believe it. It's crazy. I think back to this time, like last year. Mm -hmm. God, that was. I mean, it was a long time ago, but it doesn't feel that long ago. Yeah. <laughs> 71 well. episodes. Yep, we've got. Got 85 in, in the original run and then another 24 more in the new Batman Adventures. So we've got, uh, yeah, we've got a good uh, little over six months to go before, we, uh, <laughs> before we've moved past our, our Batman. But right now, I'm going to read it down. All right, I got my popcorn and soda. 
Two-Face, See No Evil, Harley and Ivy, Demon's Quest, Cat House and Garden, Cat and the Club, Where the Grey Ghost, The Man Who Killed Batman, Almost Got Him, Harlequinade, Perchance to Dream, Robin's Reckoning, Read My Lips, Heart of Ice, Laughing Fish, I Am the Night, Day of the Samurai, Eternal Youth, Pretty Poison, The Forgotten, Joker's Favor, Feet of Clay, Silicon Soul, Clocking, Art of Steel, Time Out of Joint, What is Reality, Avatar, Aren't You Rich? Sideshow, Joker's Wild, Vendetta, The Last Laugh, Nothing to Fear, The Strange Secret of Bruce Wayne, A Bullet for Bullock, The Lion and the Unicorns, A Ton of Dreams in Darkness, Off Balance, The Mechanic, Tiger, Tiger, Appointment in Crime Alley, On the Wings, Christmas with the Joker, Mad as a Hatter, Blind as a Bat, Mudslide, Mood of the Wolf, Night of the Ninja, Baby Doll, Trial, Fear of Victory, Shadow of the Bat, POV, Prophecy of Doom, Reservoir, Deer Clown, The Cape of Cow Conspiracy. Fire from Olympus, Bane, Catwalk, Worry Man, Paging the Crime Doctor, It's Never Too Late, The Underdwellers, Nobody's Perfect, The Terrible Trio, Terror in the Sky, Crash, Crash, Freeware, and I've got Batman in my basement! Yeah! Ooh! <laughs> I, had a, I had a rough start, but I brought it back. <laughs> I just watched uh, Ace Ventura, the first one, mm -hmm. and the part, I the scene where uh, he goes to find Einhorn's, uh, I'm sorry, Finkel's house. And he gets the gunpoint on him, and it's like, what do you know about Ray Finkel? <laughs> oh, he was a kicker, he was in college, blah, 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 and he did this and that, and he was blah, 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 one hell of an American! And I just, I always think of you, like, just struggling to get that last bit of breath out. <laughs> so, well done, sir. And he did, Mutterwolf! 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 All right. Well, we're about to see whether this episode is better or worse than Moon of the Wolf. But before that, is this episode better or worse than number 34, Nothing to Fear? It is. Yep. And Nothing to Fear is pretty good. Yeah, that's, uh, that is, like, almost bang, smack bang in the center of our, uh, of our list there. So this yeah. is already a, a top half of the list episode, but yeah, I'm going to concur. And that also does make it by the transitive property, which is science. That <laughs> does make it better than number 49, Moon of the Wolf. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but is it, is Showdown better or worse than number 24, Clock King? I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say better. Clock King is a solid episode. I like Clock King a lot, but this yeah. one's the total package. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I do like that Clock King, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. Clock King's a personal favorite, but we're not here to play favorites. We're here to true. play science. That's right. Cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is this episode showdown better or worse than number 10, Harlequinade? Uh, you'll have to remind me. Harlequinade is the one with... Um... Harley helps out Batman to find the Joker who's got a big bomb. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like musical number in the in the underground gambling den yes. and yeah. I think we're getting closer. I think I would give this one the edge over Harlequinade. Um That's that's a real good episode for, for Harley's character. Yeah. But we and, do and, have Ivy and Harley at the very beginning. I think that's yeah. a better one. Yeah. Well, I mean, scientifically it is, because that's yeah, at number yeah. three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No opinion okay. here. Yeah. But I, at the end of the day, Harlequinade was was still just, you know, it's it's Joker has a bomb is, is the plot. I think I like the plot of Showdown better. I don't think it has quite the same the same level of heart, although it, it, it definitely does. has it does. some. I mean, it's the whole story is about... He's taking his boy back home. Yeah, yeah. It's not that it has no heart. I yeah. think Harlequinade is just a little above it in the heart department. But as just for like getting really deep into into Harley's messed up character and her relationship, her horrible abusive relationship with the Joker. That that said, as a total package, I think I would still give Showdown the edge. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you. All right. That makes Showdown a top 10 episode. Right. Amazing. <laughs> oh, it, it it always makes me smile when we can crack that top 10. You know what makes me sad, though? You know that uh, Mr. Freeze episode went down a notch just because of that. Yep, it's at number 15 now. Oh, God. I was... yeah. <laughs> it pains still... me. Every time I hear that, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so I... sorry. I mean, it's still it's still in the top twenty, and we're we're getting to the point where the top twenty is, yeah, feet of clay is at number twenty three now. Do you realize that? Oh my god, I remember when that was yeah, that's yeah. nuts. What a great show! It's science, though. It's science. It, it is. It is, man. 
All right, but the question we have to answer right now is... Showdown, better or worse than number nine? Almost got him. Damn, I kind of think it is. I think it is too. Almost got him... Almost got him solid, but... Almost got him, like, a variety pack. Yes. But you, you know what almost got him is? It's, it's like, uh... It's like when you have... When, when you're eating dinner and you like everything that you're eating, but it's on one of those TV trays and everything stays separate from each other. Yes. Yeah. And this is one of those dinners where, where everything, by the time you, you get to the end, you're like licking your plate clean and all the juices, <laughs> all the different flavors just blend together into something even tastier than anything by itself. I concur. That's a good uh, analogy. I like that. Can you tell that we record these episodes right before I eat lunch? <laughs> if you listen to our episodes, it's always like, it reminds me of a cheeseburger. It reminds me of Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> Tune into our side podcast, Meal Rankings. Yeah. Have you ever had an Otter Pop? Yeah, it reminds me of an Otter Pop. <laughs> ah. Oh, wow. Okay, RN Jesus wants to know, Kenny, is Showdown better or worse than number one, Two-Face? It has been a minute since anything went head-to-head with the king. Yeah. I I, I still got to give it to Two-Face. Yeah. That, was, that one was such a heartbreaker. Like, that That captured the tragic essence of of, of Batman... It was noir. It was fun. I agree with you. Yeah. I don't really see anything being Two-Face. It's that, I, that's just the, the top of the top. Yeah, I'd be real surprised at this point if anything dethroned Two-Face. But, I mean, we're here to do science. That's our prediction. That's our hypothesis. That's right. And and it's been... We, we, that's one more data point in favor of Two-Face being number one, is the right. fact that it, it is indeed better than Showdown. But Kenny, is Showdown better or worse than number seven? Beware the Grey Ghost. I'm, st- I'm, st- I'm stumped. This is the first time, like, every other one that we've done up to this point, like, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know. I mean, we can talk it through with science. That's a tough one. I'm going to give it the narrow, narrowest to Great Ghost. I think that character that Adam West played, mm-hmm. uh, it was fascinating it was sad. It was uh, a unique take on an actor who used to get by on his popularity and to see how sad that he his days of glory are gone. That being said, the villain, not that great. Just a toy kid. Yeah, I think he did what he needed to do for that episode. You're right. He wasn't. He wasn't great, but... That's not really what the episode was about. It yeah. was about, like you say, the Grey Ghost and Adam West's, you know, aging actor Simon Trent. It was about Batman's relationship with that character and how that fictional character inspired him as an adult. So, yeah, I, I'm going to concur. It's the narrowest yeah. of margins, but I'm going to give it to be where the gray goes. And I can still hum that theme song from... You know, the gray ghost theme. Yeah. I, so I'm going to give it to gray ghost. I'm going to concur. And that leaves us with only one more decision to make. Is Showdown better or worse than The Man Who Killed Batman? I like I like the I man like who the killed, man killed Batman, Batman a lot. <laughs> but... I think I'm gonna go with that one. Ooh, you're gonna go showdown. Yeah, I'm. I think we're gonna have to break it down with science. Okay. And you know how sometimes we say, you know, I'm I'm not ready to knife fight because because we're down at the bottom of the list and just don't give a shit. Here, I'm not ready to <laughs> knife fight because I love both these episodes so much. It's it's not that I feel bad if Man Who Killed Batman takes it, but. I, I gotta I gotta give it full scientific rigor before we reach that determination. I think 
if you want a Batman story, the man who killed Batman is a perfect embodiment of it. Uh, whereas Showdown is a very good episode, but not necessarily a good representation of Batman. It's a yeah. very well done action cartoon. But I think if you want to experience the noir, the, the coloring, the mood, the atmosphere, the music, I would go with The Man Who Killed Batman. Hmm. That's, that's an interesting way to look at it. Because, I mean, you're right. Batman was barely in this one. He was just part of the frame story. And he... Even then, it's it's not like the parts with Batman were bad. I mean, no. we got we got him being. I loved the exchange between him and Robin in the car that you pointed out, where Robin says, "Oh, it's this one. It's Lazarus," and Batman sees through it right, right away. Ah, he wants us to find him. It's yeah. too easy otherwise. I like just that little bit. Like a lesser episode would have just had that be a straight ahead plot point. Aha, Lazarus. But then you're left thinking, well, is Rachel Ghoul an idiot? Why would he? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I like the whole, I know, and he knows I know, and he yeah. knows I know he knows <laughs> of it. <laughs> like the fact that Batman and Rache have crossed paths enough times and know how each other thinks that <laughs> I, I really like stuff like that. And I think that's just like... A little bit of Batman in what is otherwise not a very Batman-centric episode. I was thinking of our previous one, The Lion and the Unicorn, how you had said that you had wished there was less Batman and it was all Alfred. Here you kind of get it. This is a non... This is a Batman episode that isn't really making him the star. The star is Jonah Hex in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I think this one had the perfect amount of Batman. Yeah. You know, Batman's there and he's doing his thing and then he's... He steps aside like, hey, there's 85 episodes of this show or however many it is. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've got another 84 to let Batman be Batman. You know what? Jonah Hex and Rachel Ghoul, you can have this one. Yeah. That's that's a, a very generous Batman. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that got us any closer to figuring out which one's better. <laughs> right. Um I, I really think it's I still I'm going to stick with the, the man who killed Batman I like that you get the Joker you got Hamill in there yeah you do you, you got have Harley. some good it is it is uh, yeah yeah you got Harley playing the kazoo yeah you know what and just knowing that Arlene Sorkin <laughs> played the goddamn kazoo in the yeah. recording booth in one take I, I think that's the tiebreaker. Marlene yeah. Sorkin playing the kazoo. But that was tough, There's, dude. That was a that, tough yeah, one. That was really... I was... I, I don't mind telling you. I was fingering my knife for a second there until you remind... <laughs> until I remembered the kazoo. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't had a knife fight in a while. We have not. Okay. Well, in that case, congratulations to Showdown, our new number nine All just right. below... The man who killed Batman and just above almost got him. Okay. That's an interesting uh, combo there. Yeah, that's what a, what a, and, and just above that, beware the gray ghost, like looking at the seven, eight, nine, ten. beware the gray ghost, the man who killed Batman showdown and almost got him. That's a, that's a good afternoon right there. Yeah. Just watch those four episodes in that order. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see what we're going to be watching next week. Ah, next week we are going to be watching Riddler's Reform. Do you oh, remember this episode, Kenny? I do. Uh, he is trying to become legit by selling toys, I think. I, this is another one that I've only watched once. And our, I mean, the premise is right there in the episode. Riddler's trying to go straight. And I remember that much. I thought... I thought it was him trying to, like, become a detective and a crime fighter, but I might be mixing it up with a comic book I read once. I think he's uh, maybe selling puzzles? Yeah, I don't know. Action we'll, figures? We'll find out. We'll find out. Maybe it's yeah. more interesting if we don't know what's going on. Yeah, well, I mean, the the farther we go, the the more often this is going to happen, because this is already, you know, it's pretty late in, pretty late in the run. And once we get into the post-redesign stuff, I have only ever watched any of those ones. Yeah. 
because spoiler alert i don't like the redesign i think the character <laughs> designs look kind of bad mostly some of them are all right i but... recall not all of them are there's some interesting dramatic ones in there yeah i mean i remember some of the stories are really good that's where we're gonna get mad love which is finally right. the like that's one of the seminal harley quinn stories finally shows her backstory and how she got to be the way she is so right. I remember watching that one, again, as an adult, never watched it as a kid, and kind of nodding my head going, okay, I'm willing to see past the the bad character designs because this is just a really good story. Yeah. And ultimately, that's what I'm here for. But we'll we'll see if Riddler's Reform holds up next week. In the meantime, Kenny, where can folks find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me at Weiske TV on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And I actually shot a video, so we're editing it right now. It'll probably be out before this uh, airs. So, yay, we did one! <laughs> yay! It's on the Mortal Kombat animated movie that just came out. By just Ooh. came out, I mean like in February. So, it's, yeah. <laughs> but hey, it's a pandemic. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what else are you doing with yeah, your time? exactly. <laughs> well, you can always find me at HBI2K on Twitter or twitch.tv slash Ben Creighton. If you're interested in, in watching... Uh, watching through the D&D campaign with me, that's on Monday nights at 6 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time, unless it changes by the time this episode comes out. There have been there have been so many times when I edit these because we have a lead time of usually minimum a couple of weeks. There have been so many times when I've shouted out some new project on here, and then by the time I come around to edit it, like, well, cutting that out because that <laughs> schedule changed or something happened with that. So <laughs> hopefully that's still going on, but I don't know. The time might change. We're... I'm still trying out different players because I've got I've got two party members. I'm I'm doing the DMing and I've got two party members that I've I've worked with before and I really like and we're sort of rotating through a few people to find somebody who gels with the group for that third party member slot. So <laughs> so we shall see. Right. But regardless, I, I feel pretty confident since we've been doing this for over a year and I've never missed a week. <laughs> I feel pretty confident saying that you can always find me and Kenny right here at anchor.fm slash bat rankings. And thank you so much for everybody who's gone there and given us a five-star review on your podcatcher of choice, whether that be Google podcasts, Apple podcasts, Spotify. Somebody asked me the other day is, is, is your uh, is your podcast only on Anchor? And you can listen to it on Anchor if you want, but our goal is to be where you are and just make it easy for you. So if you can think of a way to listen to podcasts like Spotify or Apple or Google or Pocket Casts is what I use, we are probably there. And if you look and we're not, hit me up. Like, send me a, a message at HBI2K on Twitter and say, hey, I couldn't find you. I will get us there for you. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, yeah, leave us a message. Those are always fun. Uh, yeah. We like hearing them. We like hearing what your thoughts are or how you're, you know, you're dealing with uh, life right now uh, with Batman in the background. It's nice. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for all your support. And we will see you next week for Riddler's Reform. Noise. Nice.